Are we good? Anyway, I was just thinking, you can't take away if somebody's funny or not. You can't take away if somebody's funny. Like somebody was saying, somebody's... So he was saying that they they don't like Chris D'Elia because he's not funny. They say, I want to let him work here because he's not funny. Not because he did anything wrong in his personal life. I don't know none about that. I don't care about that. BS, hearsay, none of that. Whistle. But it's just that everybody I talk to that knows about comedy, they say that he ain't funny. So that's why he don't work here in my town. That's why I don't mess with that guy, Chris Lee. You can't take away the fact that he is indeed funny. I'm just using him as an example. Like, because you might hate somebody later on. Oh, you, d- you decided that he's not funny because he did something that became unwise or unpopular. He was, always, he was funny before he was anything. Before he was anything, he was funny. I'm using his... his I'm using him as an example because he's a famous example that you might have heard of. I was thinking about myself, about how, like, you know what? It's pretty undeniable that I was funny to these people. Some people that would be like, oh, I don't mess with that guy. But they definitely would They would at least uh, admit that back in the day, they thought I was funny if they were being honest to themselves. So you can't take away that somebody was funny. At one point in their lives, they were funny. That's like a thing that you just can't take away. You could take away everything else. You could take away their reputation, their money, their whatever, their kids from a man. But you can't take away what if he was funny or not. You can't take away what if he was that. That's the one asset that you can't. Look at his shit. Back to Delia. Dalia, people use, they say that for him. They go, he wasn't, he's not funny. That guy, well, why, why do you think he got so popular then if he, if he wasn't funny to anybody? But even in the comedy circle, that's where I think he's funny. But people in the comedy circle, they're the ones who have this elitist attitude about him in particular of like, no, he's not a real stand-up or something. I but he look at his shit on YouTube from like 12 years ago. Look at his shit on YouTube from 12 years ago. Before he was known, uh, you know, he was just a comic. He was just an unknown comic on on YouTube. And uh, he, it was hilarious. He did, and, uh, he did crowd work with an Asian guy. He's like, that's so Asian. And then the Brit... Okay, maybe it's not for everybody. But... Uh, I was like, this guy's pretty funny. When I first saw it, I was like, this guy's funny. You know, like I was like, like I was like a fan instantly of that guy, Chris D'Elia, you know, his onstage persona. But I could get where they're coming from now that I've aged a little bit. Now that I'm a little more mature, you know. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe he's not funny. Hey, no, he's still funny. I think he's still funny. I saw him. Because once you have it, you don't really lose funny. You know, like you, you might stop deciding to be funny, but uh, or you just get crippled in some way. Maybe you just lose it. I don't know. But he's still funny, and you can't take that away. Cosby, he's still funny. We wanted to, I mean, I don't know about we, 
But I wanted to hear from him when he was going through that uh, thing where he got dethroned from the, uh, when he got accused of all these things. That's all just hearsay. It's none none of my bit. I don't give. It's none of my business. It's you know. It's creepy, I guess. But uh, when he was in, when he was going through all that shit, I wanted to know what his take on it was, because he's funny and you don't really lose your funniness. It's just harder for for you to kind of accept that he's being funny, I guess, because. Of what you know, what he does in his spare time. Okay, that tarnishes it a little bit because then you feel like, whoa, it's the same guy who did this who's cracking these jokes, and I'm. It's like, is it funny knowing what he does? Well, I think so. It just depends on the bit. Just depends on the joke itself because the jokes that he's famous for had nothing to do. Okay, except for a couple, had nothing to do with uh, what what he was in trouble for, except for one that's not that famous, you know, the Spanish fly. That wasn't like a famous bit, but of course he joked about it, and it was pretty. It was kind of funny from the point of view of a human male to be like, yeah, you just give him this thing, and it makes him, you know, the way he did it, the way he, it was just like a throwaway bit, but like, of course that it was funny. Like I can't, it was funny. Uh, cause he's funny. So that's why I'd be, anyway, the point is you can't take that away from somebody if they're funny or not. You could spoil their reputation in every other way, but if they're funny, they're always going to have a reputation for being funny. I mean, or, or at least, you know, reputation that's in my, like it, they will in some small way, other, some fraction of the people that talk about them will be like well he is funny even if it's un even if the majority say like people who know what they're talking about will say oh yeah that guy was funny even though he got he, he's in jail for the worst crimes of humanity like even if hitler was funny which he was he funny no he wasn't funny he wasn't known to be he wasn't trying to be funny he wasn't like trump where in his speeches he would have time to crack ju- it was a different time he was trying to actually get things done like today like he actually want like come out time is ticking we got until 1945 that's when the war is ending so we got he had this runway leading up to that year it's like either this happens or it doesn't so that's why he didn't have time in his speeches to be like Oh man, uh, like he didn't have time to make fun of the opposition because there wasn't any opposition. First of all, he he, he there wasn't really any opposition because that's what fascism kind of is. But Trump, he's not a fascist. That's why he he has time to talk about his opponents. There's a schedule. November, you know, there's a schedule, but it's not fascism where it's like, okay, we make up the rules. When are we doing this? You know, they had a, he, so that's why he cracks jokes. Uh, but anyway, Hitler, the point is though, if he was funny, he would be known as funny. It doesn't matter. Like we know he was an artist. We know that his art was not what he's mainly known for. And we know that it, cause it wasn't that good. If it was really good, we would have known him as an artist more than a, well, for his art to 
supersede his his awareness as a dictator for his work as a dictator for his art to like be more famous than his dictation work it would have to be like mind blowing like to get his art to be more substantial than killing hundreds of like a, a huge number of people's whether it's six million or however like his art would have to be like better than Picasso's and like you can't get better than Picasso there's certain arts artists that once you hit that level there's no getting better like oh I'm better than Picasso Picasso's like he's an 8 out of 10 I'm a 10 out of 10 no Picasso was this he set the standard he was the top of the scale because he was Picasso some arts are just so mind-blowingly good that it's fully developed. There's nothing you could do to like make it. Oh, like you look at a work of Picasso, like oh, you should have added a line, you should have added a, a dash of yellow there, and that'd be ten out of ten. It's only nine point eight. This Picasso is only a nine point eight. He should have added a, a zigzag there. Like, no, it wouldn't. It's a masterpiece because it's a perfect piece of art the way it is. Not everything he did was a masterpiece, so I guess you could say, oh, even though it's a Picasso, whatever, it's not his best. It's like, that's not, yeah, that's not the point, though. He's, his, him as an artist has reached the highest level you could possibly reach. Like, his hits, look at his greatest, judge him by his greatest hits as an artist. Like, what do you think of, when you think of great artists, you think of their best shit, like uh, that Andy... Andy Warhol, you think of the soup cans or the Marilyn Monroe. That's what hits my brain. The soup cans, and that's also, he couldn't get any better than that. Like, what's better than that? I don't know. I can't think of nothing from that era. So that means it was the best for me to remember it. Anyway, another thing. So for Hitler to to have to be known for his art, it would have to be a little better. Because we don't really think of his art as anything special. He didn't invent a new thing. Art is so hard to be good at. Uh, to be great at. Because there's only one. There's only a handful that we even have the space in our minds. So for Hitler to be like a, the next Picasso. He would have had to be the next Picasso. So we, he wouldn't have had to be a dictator. Because he would have been so influential just as an artist. That. I mean. I'll, that's the thing. Once you hit it big as something, you don't really need to, like, that's it. There's never been, like, somebody to be good at two things, to be great at two things. There's a huge difference between good and great in art. Kanye, obviously, is who, was, who I was just thinking of because he's trying to be the next big dictator. And, like, dude, you already hit it big as an artist. You're already the next big thing as an artist. You're a great as an artist, you can't also be a dictator. You you gotta pick a lane, you know. Like he's trying, he's trying, but there's not that many. He's not like like Leonardo da Vinci. He was he was more than one thing, I guess. But he's really only known as the dude who painted the chick who painted that that woman. The, you know, he's only known as the Last Supper guy, as the paint as a painter. He was good at other stuff. But anyway, the point is, 
Hitler, his art wasn't that good, and it, it was okay. It was pretty good. We would we would look at it, be like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But then he'd find out more details. They're like, oh, he went to school for the, oh, yeah, that's not that good then. And then you find out other things about him like that. I don't know what else you need to know. It's not that good. It's like we judge it. We don't care who painted it. We judge it only by the end product. Like, you know, we that's what art is. We don't care about the background of who painted it. If you're middle class, upper class, if you killed a thousand million people, whatever. We don't care about that. The art itself just wasn't that good. So anyway, he was an artist. His speaking skills were phenomenal. He was the next big thing when it comes to like speech given, but he didn't have time to joke around because it was fascism. That's the game he was playing. Like he, he was pretty, you know, he was good at that. He was good at fascism. Let's be pretty, let's be honest. If you're playing the game of fascism, who was he knocked it out of the park. He knocked it out of the park. Uh, uh, if Trump's playing that game, if he's playing fascism, he's not really doing that good a job. You know, his 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 style doesn't even compete even close with uh, Nazi regalia, with the whole aesthetic that they, his shit. Just that red hat that is the ugliest thing. If it was like the only reason people wear it is because it's a political statement. It's the ugliest piece of artwork. Has just block letters on it. Make them it's just triggering. Make America great again. Oh look at me, I'm wearing a hat that says that I'm a that I want the America to go back to the fifties or whatever. Oh, I'm one of those. It's just a political statement. It's a horrible fashion statement. It's the worst fashion statement. It's out of style. That it's so out of style that it's kind of in style to wear a MAGA hat. Now people would just like be like, really? Kind of like in 2016, whenever it was kind of laughing at it. It's like, really? You think that's going to work? You think that guy has a chance? So even back then, it was kind of, most people were just wearing it ironically. I mean, come on. I went to his website in 2016, and I read, the website was set up as if it was in a movie to mock the bad guy running for president, like as if he was the evil character in a movie, and they set up a website. This is what the website was, in a in a movie, in a big it was it was laughable. Just the the layout, the color scheme, and the way it was designed was like outdated. But just so it was just fake. It just looked like a fake website. And then I read about all the issues and how he's gonna make everything. He's like it just sounded. It just came off as fantasy. And then he won, and I was like, whoa, that seems like a an error. That's that seems like a mistake that he won. It's like what happened. People like it's not it couldn't be that people actually that he was like popular. He wasn't popular. He was only popular on this fringe part of the internet. And turns out those guys they actually go to the polls too. They actually vote and they actually exist in in a pretty big number. There's actually a lot of people that uh that did like him in twenty sixteen and that I guess still think the same way. 
they haven't changed at all the way they think. They might not be voting for him. They might be voting for DeSantis. I don't think he has a bad chance in hell for winning this time because uh, he didn't in 2016. Same same thing. My if he, I, It would be a shock, you know? 2020 felt like the only time he was supposed to win. People were kind of like bracing themselves for him to win. Didn't happen. So it's probably not going to happen this time. So if it does, it'll be a shock to humanity. But anyway, he's a good speech giver as well. And he can improvise. He's, he's got time. He's terrible at fascism. He's playing the democracy game. You know, even in democracy, there's always going to be like, oh, it was, those votes, where do they come from? Like, you always got to, you know, capitalism allows for suspicion. And, and like, there's always going to be that. Because there's no such thing as, like, pure... <laughs> There's no such thing as not fascism, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, basically, fascism is what we all kind of want. We all kind of want it. So for it to not exist completely, there's no such thing as, like, bleach for that. There's no, like, you can't just spray Lysol all over the, 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 uh, the voting system and expect it to get all the fascism, like, every drop of fascism. That's just not the world we live in. So when there's people that t- put on those other hats, those those even those other red, whatever, black, those anti-fascists, they're trying to be like the raid. You know, they're trying to like like clean up the fascism. It's like there's a way to go about that. If you're doing it with violence and lighting things on fire, um, that's only going to make the fascism. better and stronger because fascism actually as much as people don't like it one of the benefits is it keeps people like that from burning down the cities because we could just like that's just not that's not allowed in fascism so they're kind of preaching to the wrong choir like if they want fascism to be eradicated don't do things that make us want more fascism don't don't cause chaos you're going about it the complete, the most backwards way imaginable. Okay, so we want people to, to not want uh, organization. Like, we want people to not want that. We don't want people to want law and order, so let's cause chaos. Let's show them what it's like to not have the thing they want. That'll make them n- not want the thing they already want. So that, I don't, that's a stupid way to do it. You could do a protest... But it's gotta be you, it's gotta be peaceful because the second it's even a little bit not peaceful, that's what that would give us a reason to want to want fascism, even just a tiny. Because fascism, as much as people don't like it, one of the perks of it is the law and order side is pretty good under fascism rule. A lot of law and order. Anyway, can I do I can I move on? So if you're funny, you're funny, is what I'm saying. You can't take away funny. Funny and fascism don't really go, I don't know how, they don't really go together. Fascism's all about law, order, one party, loving everything the way it is, status quo. We all, you know, wear the same uniform. And we don't like other countries, like, you know, get out of here. Get out, get out of our airspace. There could be funny in inside of that bubble. There's such a sure, but 
We don't know because I don't live in a. I don't know. I I wouldn't know. You is this a fascist country? If it is, it's a shitty one. They should make. It's hard. Like pick a lane. So I don't know if fascism's a good place. I think I'm just going because some people would say that this shit is kind of like a fascist country. So if it is, first of all, it's not very clear to me if it is or not. Why do they say what it isn't then? On the brochure, why do they say, like, on the receipt, on the terms and service of the country that it's not that, if it is that? I feel like they should be transparent with the citizens. So first of all, that's the first thing that they're getting wrong. Fascism usually isn't, like, like questionable. Like, what is this? Like, it, Fascism is where you know what the hell it is. It's like, it tells you. Way before you even live in the country, you know, oh, that's a fascist country. Stay out of there. Or you're already in it and you're happy because it's like, hey, well, I'm in the bubble. I'm protected and there's law and order. And like, okay, uh, I don't know. That's just, you know, you can still thrive in fascism as an individual. Uh, So anyway, is this country fascist? If it is. It's very not obvious, so that's the first problem I have with that statement. And second of all, if it is, why are you here? Get out. You're free to leave. That's you know, you're free to leave. We don't have laws against not immigrating here. Like we don't have laws against not living here. We have laws against living here. We have laws about how you conduct yourself while you're here and if you want to come here there's laws against that but there's not really any laws against leaving you know like they'll just be like okay well you can't come back you can't pretend you live here then can't call yourself an american then you know but if you're just doing it like without making it like official you can just leave and no one no one gives a crap it's beautiful and then if you come back as long as you got a passport it's pretty easy. Anyway, so fascist. So that doesn't sound like fascism to me. If you just slip in and slip out, you know, there's there's loose borders. You can just get in a submarine, uh, build a submarine rather. Those are tough. That's usually for narcs, for narcos people. And I'm not. That's like way different. I'm not even talking about importing drugs. I'm talking about just coming here as an individual. It's not that hard. If you came here on a submarine, probably. And you're not using it to import drugs. I would recommend not doing it that way because they've kind of, they'll, you'll have bigger issues. You'll have bigger issues than if you're just coming here as a, uh, what do you call, what do they call them? Free birds. What do they call those free birds? See, birds could just go wherever the hell they want. Uh, 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 refugees. If you're a refugee, you're coming here from a terrible country that failed uh, at whatever they were doing. Who the hell knows what they were trying to do at their at that whatever country they're coming from that ha- you know that happened to fail. Don't. If you're listening, yeah, don't do it the way that uh, drug narcos people do. Whatever you know, people that import. Don't do it the way they do because they'll suspect that you're doing something way worse than just coming here. Yeah, because if you just 
are coming here just as a person, as an individual, maybe a family, maybe you have a family, youngins, and you're literally not even like, you're just a dude and a family, and you just want to come here, and you're not even like that much of a criminal, you know? Like, okay, you have a little bit of a rap sheet, but whoopee, nothing like heinous, like you're just like, okay, you... You sold a little bit of drugs to get by. That's not, or you killed somebody because you're in a gang. That's, you know, that's not really a crime in that country. So for us, like, you know, for us, we care about like real crimes, like killing an American, you know, like hurting an American on our grounds, on our, you know, soil. If you just kill, if you're in a gang, you kill a few people because you're in a gang in, uh, you know, some Latin country, and you have tattoos, but you have a family, and you're just just here to escape all that as a refugee, big whoop. And you're not quite the leader of a cartel, like maybe you kind of work for the leader of a cartel, you know, like maybe you're in charge of the supplier's for the whole country of one of those smaller countries, you know? Let's just say you're in charge of one of the major ports that imports, you know, cocaine for all of New Mexico, for example. And you're just that, you just happen to be in charge of that, you know? Uh, But you're not the leader of the cartel. That's a pretty small crime, that's forgivable is what I'm saying. That's forgivable. So you come here with your family to escape all that. Hopefully not bring it with you. I'm just saying, let's say you don't want that good cartel money and connections. And, you know, that makes life so much more fun and worth, you know, and enjoyable. And it protects you. Let's say you're willing to give that all up for some reason. And you just want to move here. Yeah, that's that's no problem. You just slip through the border. Slip through the... Just walk across the border. So it's not fascism. Is You know, it's not fascism if, if you could just move here that easily. As a uh, leader of the cartel, kind of, you know, a, kind, not the leader, just the guy who has a very high-level position in the cart. But not the leader, Cartels don't have leaders anyway. It's it's more decentralized than that. Why would they just want to have one person at the top that you could just kill? Then all the the whole empire would collapse if you had just what? No, it's not like fascism where if you have one leader at the top, you could just kill that one individual and then the whole country collapses. That's the stupidest thing about fascism. In the whole world that I could think of. That's why it didn't last very long. That's why I had an expiration in uh, 1945. Because it was all, all up to one charismatic dude. One guy talking into microphones. And then as soon as he's gone, that's it. That's the, that's the end of the fascist uh, regime. Okay. So the second guy couldn't take command. Couldn't just continue where he left off. No. Because that's... Not what it is. That's not what it, what a dictatorship is. 
the dictatorship is where the one dude is running the whole show or you know at least making the first he's the the arrowhead or the spearhead there's people obviously following his or but without him there's nothing to know what's cool he was the trendsetter he was like like people looked to him it's like what are we doing today what are we doing oh okay well he told us what we're doing today he's okay cool but without that it all goes away so that's why um fascism doesn't always work for very you know you need somebody who's just as charismatic to just take their place no anyway uh so so that's why fascism is bad and um and also yeah the only reason it's bad is because of how fragile it is that's the only thing that makes it bad is how easily it goes because <laughs> they have because of how easy it is to get rid of that's what makes it beautiful and fragile and that's really the only bad thing i could think of about it other than that it protects the people that live in it, it protects everybody that lives in it you know if you're born into it you're protected uh but if you're a traitor obviously yeah we got a problem but um so that's really the only bad thing I can think about is how fragile and beautiful it is. It only lasts as long as one person's life. How beautiful. <laughs> hey, but, but anyway, not to, I'm not trying to crack myself up. That's not funny. That's not... Um, the point is, we're done talking about fascism. I was. Uh, that's the one thing wrong with... It. Oh, yeah. That's why we have... Because some people are against fascism, and I guess I am, to some extent, taken over. Like, let's say a new type of fascism takes over that we don't like, that I don't like, or that somebody, you know, like, people decide, like, not everybody was into the whole Hitler thing. Uh, So let's say you wanted that to end. You kill the guy, you kill Hitler, it goes away. Boom. It's over with. Uh... Uh, anyway, yeah, um, so that's why America has the, uh, First Amendment, Second Amendment, First Amendment, yeah, Second Amendment allows you to just kill the dude in charge, so if there's a new fascist leader, let's, you know, then it is okay, I get, technically that is not against the law, maybe I'm perceiving the Second Amendment, it's to prevent, to give you the right to defend yourself against a uh, totalitarian government. So how would that work, though, if the courts are also from the same government? So let's say that happens. Let's say some big politician becomes the next Hitler in America, and it's all of a sudden fascism. And then one guy just decides, hey, I'm just going to kill him. We don't like what he's doing. It's fascism. It's totalitarianism. Enough people would have to agree for you to get away. Like, I think that's what they did with uh, Lincoln. I think that's what the guy who shot Lincoln thought. He thought that he would get praised for it. He was. He was expect. This is true. I think from what I read. The dude who killed Lincoln was expecting himself to become 
famous and loved. Even he was already kind of a well-known actor. He was ex- see that's his problem. He was already famous. You can't get famous for two things. Now he's infamous. So he did the same thing Kanye did. He was like, "I'm I'm a good actor." Anyway, I think that's what he thought. He thought, "Well, I was just going against a fascist regime." So I don't know why they had to hunt him. Actually, I think they weren't. If he had just turned himself in and it went to trial, went to court, I wonder what his defense would have been. I would have, if I was his lawyer, I think his defense should have just been the Second Amendment. I was just shooting somebody that was being fascist. Link, that Lincoln guy, man, freeing the slave and the Confederate, whatever, the war, the Civil War could be perceived as, you know, something that a fascist would do. And then if you shoot the guy that did that, I think that's a pretty reasonable defense. You can't set up a law that's that crazy like, and not expect people to cash in on it. How crazy of a law is that to put in your country? The whole fabric of your country is founded on that second... That's the second rule that you could just shoot the guy in charge if you perceive that they have too much power. Of course we're going to have people kill the president. That's what you're asking them to do as part of the law. That's what you're... You're making it legal as the whole fabric of why we're here. So I think... I don't, you know, I don't really, I, I wasn't there at the time. If I was a Southsider in the Civil War, maybe I would have seen Lincoln as the, as the Trump of his time. Uh, but that wasn't very popular, it turns out. He was, not a lot of people really supported that. I guess that's just how it sounds according to Wikipedia. Like, I mean, that's why he had to go on the run. He had to go on the run. You know, it's not so easy. Like, if you did kill Hitler, you would have had to kill him after everybody was already going after him for it to be perceived as a correct thing to do. So, I don't know, man. History is very tough to get on the right side of. But he thought he was uh, when he shot Lincoln. It was a very pussy way of... Because Lincoln, he was just watching... A play like he wasn't a controversial guy if he had no worries of security that he was just watching a play and there wasn't a whole parade of see- like clearly the whole country didn't hate this guy I mean that's how it was for Hitler too though so who knows if you killed Hitler before he killed himself like you know at the sweet spot of history. You would have had to kill him at the perfect time for it to be seen as a heroic move because before that, he was just seen as the leader of Germany. And they didn't really have a problem with him until it became... until his uh, crimes against humanity started leaking out. So anyway, uh, the Second Amendment, man, it's a controversial thing to have it's like really just gonna let people just 
not only have guns, that part is already pretty crazy that you just let people just have guns as many as they want. Okay. Next, you're going to allow them to use it on the person in charge of the whole country if they are too crazy if they're too if the citizen thinks that the guy in charge is too crazy with power and has too much of it you're just going to allow that's the law okay we'll see how that plays out and look how many presidents have been shot maimed you know a lot of them have been shot because of yeah it's a crazy country man But anyway, it's either that or fair. You got to pick a side. And so one is, they're all fragile. It seems like the whole, everything's fragile, even if it has a huge power uh, structure behind it. You know, like the American military. That's what, that's the elephant in the room that I was leaving out. I was completely dodging the whole question of, oh, there's this huge military that you'd have to go against to kill uh, the president. Well, not really. Just the Secret Service, not the whole military. So the Second Amendment, you can you can sidestep that. That's how these leftists they think they're so smart. They think the whole argument just crumbles against the Second Amendment when you bring up that you think you're gonna have a chance against the military. It's like, well, it's not the whole military, it's just the part of it that's assigned to protect the dude in charge of the military. Once you kill the dude in charge of the military, the whole military stops doing what they're told to do. Unless it's like a very, unless it's like a specific order. Even if I'm dead, keep doing, but after a certain point, they're going to run out of gas. They're going to have to go back to their bases and be like, okay, well, we're no longer getting instructions because they killed the guy. So the second amendment, it's legal. And then that guy will probably become the next guy in charge. So anyway, that's a stupid argument against the Second Amendment. Oh, you think you have a chance? Your little pistol? Your little 9mm pistol is going to go against drones and tanks and Humvees and aircraft, F-16s, experimental aircrafts? You think you got a chance? Like, no, but I'm not that's not for me. That's for other countries. I am using the Second Amendment, which means I only have to kill the guy in charge. I don't have to go against the military. Why would I go against the military when he's not... That's not what's standing in the way of the dude. What are you talking about? The military. I would go against whatever's the weakest link in his, in his uh, security detail, which sometimes... Isn't that much? Sometimes it's only like one pane of glass. Sometimes it's not even that much if you go to a debate. If he's the incumbent at a debate and you just somehow sneak a gun in there. It's not that hard to kill the president. Even in today's time. So the second excuse me, the second amendment uh, it's it's still very easy to act upon. Anyway, I think I I explained that long. I think I got the point. Is that um, 
That's a stupid. So anybody who makes that argument against the Second Amendment, oh, you, so you have all these guns in case the government becomes fat, like that's going to happen. And yeah, I can see that being ridiculous as if you're going to be the one who actually uses your personal gun. Of course, that's absurd. It's all theoretical. But theoretically, yeah, it would just take one gun to end the fascist government. So yes, that's why it's that's why it's still there. So that's also why you could argue for theoretically why anybody could just be able to have guns. At least it's a good argument for why we can't just take them. Why we can't just not allow any guns. You're just not allow so only the people that have guns are the people that are taking their commands from the leader. Obviously that's not good. So we need some citizens that are detached from the fascist. We need at least some. So okay, maybe not me personally. So anyway, it's a stupid. Yeah. So that's the point I'm making is that these so these smart leftists who are just repeating the same dumb thing that they heard from Anderson Cooper uh, or Bill Maher probably said this too. You think you're gonna go against the military might? I don't do impressions, or else I would. If I could do even the slightest hint of a, of a Bill Maher impression, I guess I would, but I can't. Uh, he's a pretty smart guy, but uh, he was but it's hack to say that uh, that argument against the Second Amendment. So anyway, there's better arguments to be said against the se- like the one I made earlier about how it's crazy that that's um, even if it was like even if you did kill the next Hitler. That's still like, okay, so that's going to hold up in court. Because you'd have to somehow not get killed by the military. Let's say you do kill the guy. You'd have to somehow get away from what you just did. You would definitely get killed. But let's say you didn't. I mean, hey, I mean, the dude who killed Lincoln, he got away with it for a, a long time. He got away with it. He jumped into the Potomac. He got caught on a farm. I can't believe that farm gave him, like, obviously it wasn't very popular to have killed Lincoln because he wasn't a fascist. He just wasn't, or else his regime would have collapsed and the the South would have taken over. The rebels would have been, well, he's gone. that's not how it worked. It wasn't that, it wasn't just a one dude's decision. Clearly, it was a lot of people that was like the majority of the country kind of agreed. They're like, no, yeah, it was okay what he did. So we don't like that he just killed him. It's not cool. He wasn't a fascist. So I don't really get it. How could, how could you even become a fascist in this country with the rules set up the way they are? Because you you know you'd have to be very popular on the internet, and there's nobody that popular on the internet who's as an individual has enough influence besides Kanye. Even Kanye, Kanye is not even powerful enough to be the next 
fascist leader. So I think that that idea, like other old ideas, has just it's just gone. It's just, it's only it's not possible anymore. It wasn't even possible in the forties. It's kind of possible in the North Korean, uh, you know, certain parts of Asia. That doesn't count because that's communism overseeing. They're allowing them to be a little bit fascist because they're bigger. So even so, fascism is so delicate that it needs to cling on the belly of a larger entity that is also, you know, that's a superpower. That's for it to be stable for even a couple generations. It's only been around for a couple generations. That's how fragile it is. So it's probably not going to last. It's just kind of with technology. It's tough. So if Kanye can't even be the next fascist leader, I don't know who the hell can because he's very eloquent. And Trump obviously failed it. He wasn't even, I don't know if he was trying. He just golfs all day. He ain't trying to be. Hitler didn't really golf in his off time. I think he didn't really go around doing leisurely stuff like golfing. You know, he watched the Olympics. He gave people medals at the, he shook people's hands. But as it ramped up, he wasn't just hanging out with celebrities, with Kid Rock. I don't know. I don't know the guy. He was always amped up on something, man. He was taking tons of drugs, man. Taking heroin. I don't want to put, I don't want to like, you know, defamation, put like bad. I don't want to talk shit about him. Or it's like, I don't want to like say anything def, defamatory, you know? Like, oh, he, he did all these drugs. But like, I'm saying that in a good way. I'm saying that in a way that's like, he had better things to do than hang around on golf courses, hanging out with Kid Rock. Like, he had to take all these drugs because he was. Try, he had a lot of responsibilities is what that gets to because if you're taking all, all these drugs every day not for like it's not for fun is what I'm saying nobody's taking that many drugs if you're if if to get out of bed you need to take methamphetamine and then you have to take it again later in the day and then you have to take benzos and to get to sleep and and other crazy things to get to sleep like heroin if you need super hard drugs that kill you if you overdose and that also kill you if you withdraw pretty much that leave these horrible side effects and you pretty much are an addict for life if you do them you're doing them because you're a specific person you, you just you, not to like paint it like like for me like some people just need to be on a lot of drugs it's not that simple you know like it's not every day but like for me i can only talk about me hitler i'm just trying to be like okay i get why he had to um, and it wasn't for fun to take like heavy, you know, heroin, meth. But I can understand now that we know more about these chemicals, what they do. You know, 
you don't want to be taking some of those. Some of them are still totally fine, even in today's, you know, let's say you have a heavy workload. Math is perfectly still just as good as it was back then. I mean, so anyway, and then to get to sleep, people still take drugs to get to sleep. Uh, My personal story is I need drugs to get through life, you know? In any meaningful way, I need drugs to get through life, like to have any positive influence on the world or even to take it in. I need to be on drugs. Or it could just be McDonald's. McDonald's is a drug. Um, it's a drug, you know, sup, food is a drug. It's addictive. It's an, it's an addict. I'm an, I'm a food addict kind of, not, you know, you could say, uh, not as bad as some people. So that means I'm not, no, it's not what that means. I guess I just say it with a hesitant. I'm very hesitant when I call myself a food addict because it sounds like really, really you're a food addict. Um, and yeah, it's not like that's all I am. I'm addicted to many things, pretty much anything that gives you uh, that f- pleasure, that feeling. It's not just food, you know. I'm a poly addict. I'm addicted to many things. I need like strong uh, stimulants to get me to even start the day. And then to end the day, I just crash. I don't always, I don't ever like go to sleep like, okay, it's been a good day. Time to go to sleep. Time to brush my teeth and set my, you know, put on my pajama. No, I end the day by just crashing into bed. I just just go into bed and go, well, I guess this is the, I guess I'm sleeping at, at this point. And then I can't stop it. It's a crash. You can't just be like, no, maybe I'll go to sleep. No, I'm I'm I can't help when I'm going to I can't help the crash. I don't ever set my bedtime is what I'm trying to say. I don't ever go like, you know, maybe I should go to bed a little early tonight. Well, that would be nice, but that's not a freedom that I have because I don't have access to Ambien or another hypnotic heroin or you know, something else that would knock me out. Another synesthetic, whatever, an anesthetic. But I would need something. It would have to be administered by a doctor. So I am one of those people that need drugs to get through life healthily. You know, like that sounds kind of counterintuitive. It's like to to live at my most healthiest, like to, let's say, set a bedtime that would take drugs, which would have to be the right ones at the right dose, which would mean that a doctor would have to be in charge of administering it, or else it's drug abuse. So it's either I got to pick something, either I don't take drugs and I just crash and don't have proper restful sleep because of sleep apnea, because I won't have enough time to put my mask on because I'll just be crashed out. Or I could take some kind of drug and just improvise and do it myself and I'll probably get it wrong. It'll be the wrong drug, the wrong dose. I'll, I'll die. So anyway, that's a complicated thing. So I like to live healthily. 
like Hitler, I would need Nazi doctor, like some kind of doctor to look after me. Let's be honest. Some of the Nazi doctors were pretty good at what they did. Some of them were psychopaths, like, like super terrible doctors. But other ones were actually really good doctors. They just happened to be on that team. They just happened to work for a fascist. But then once he died, he they went back to, well, some of them just got killed. Some of them obviously just, you know, got hung for being Nazis. But others just went right back to being doctors. They were like, okay, we're no longer Nazis, but I'm still, yeah, I'm not in trouble, thankfully, because I wasn't that close to him. But, uh... I'm going back, right back to what I was doing. I'm being a good doctor, and now I, I have the guilt of being a Nazi on my back for the rest of my life. Oh, and my kids and their kids are going to look back and be like, oh, was your grandpa a Nazi? He's like, yeah, of course. No, he went against the whole regime, and I'm somehow still here. Yeah. He was a rebel in the uh, in the Nazi Germany. Yeah, in World War II, he just completely just avoided being a Nazi. Yeah, and didn't get killed. Yeah, because they had the Second Amendment back. Yeah, he just killed Hitler. Yeah, he was the one person who was a great. Yeah, he was the one guy that wasn't a Nazi. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. What a dumb question. And so no. You, you, so that's your question. Was he a, of course it was a Nazi. And? Oh, so you don't like me now? Because my grandpa was a Nazi? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Sometimes there's a fascist leader that tells you what everything's gonna, how we're going to dress for a few years. Then he gets killed. Or he kills himself. Even better. Whatever. Sometimes they kill themselves. That's the most weird thing ever. That's how fragile. That's how fragile uh, uh, fascism is. Sometimes it just kills itself before you can even kill the the guy in charge of the whole thing. Uh, but what's not fragile is hate towards uh, Nazis. That has has outlived Nazis. Hate towards Nazis is going stronger than ever. Not a lot of Nazis. Nazism in its real like it's 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 uh it, it died when Hitler died cuz it's a general it it pretty much it doesn't really outlive the the individual that was the actual leader in my opinion cuz it hasn't been like as soon as Hitler died there really wasn't any new things coming out. It was like when the Beatles split, there wasn't any new Beatles songs. You know, like once the band broke up, there wasn't the Beatles anymore. You can't just pretend that, oh, you know, the, the Neo-Beatles. It's like, no, you're either... <laughs> doesn't really make... It's not really a good analogy because, like... The fans of the Beatles were not the Beatles. Whereas, you know, that's not a good analogy. It's not a complete analogy. 
it's a fine analogy for what the point I'm making though is that once the people that were creating the content decided to stop making the content, it ended. There wasn't any new Beatles music, you know? Just like how when Hitler died and the war ended, there wasn't really any new Nazi stuff. It was over. They already they were just recycling the same old BS, like the same old like we get it, SWATs we've seen that. What's new though? We get that you like it. We get that you miss him, but he's gone. You worshipped him. You still worship him. He's gone. He's been gone for multiple generations. It's over. So people that call themselves Nazis today, they're just plain pretend. They're just, you know, they're, they're LARPing, which I don't see anything wrong with that on its own just larping okay yeah fine do whatever take do, dress up however you want to dress up but uh, it's over nazism is over and there, so if you think you're a nazi it's been done like you, you're just saying something like oh you're the new hitler then i mean who's the hit who's the one i don't know it's like saying that you're the beatles it's like nope unless you're john lennon Unless John Lennon comes out of the out of his grave, and un and reincarnates, you know that's how I look at Nazism, and the and any I compare it to the Beatles. The Beatles are over. No matter how many people love the Beatles, and pretend that they're still a band, they're not still a band. Okay. I think we So the point I'm trying to make is if you're funny, you're pretty much funny for your whole life. So I love that about life. I love that about the world. Uh like Crystalia. The that's the point. Is he is funny. There's people that were like, oh it's just in comedy circles. These pretentious comedy people that like these gatekeepers on comedy these people that aren't really talented themselves, so they just comment on other people not being talented. They go, no, he's not talented. He doesn't deserve this to be on stage. Say, well, he is talented. He's definitely funny. That's something you can't really deny. Has there not been any evidence that he's at least funny? Like, you could not like it, but you can't deny that Crystalia is indeed a funny person. You just can't, there's enough evidence against you that you're basically just going against a huge herd of people uh, and you would look foolish because that herd will stampede you. This is not a matter of opinion. This is a matter of you getting stampeded by being outnumbered in a match of of strength, not of wit, not of a taste of her. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying the numbers are against you. There's enough content out there that he's funny. So can't deny that. You could not like somebody who's funny. That's completely for you to do. You're completely allowed to not like 
somebody who's funny. But you can't, you'll be wrong if you say that they're not funny. You, you know? So if you at least, you know, like there's people that I don't like. But I will say they're funny. Uh, there's not that many that I don't like that are funny. Because the funniness is almost enough to redeem. But that's not almost. It's not enough, but it's almost enough. At least in some moments for me to... Because people are complicated, you know? I think that's what we kind of touched on a little bit in this episode. Is like how, some, you know, people could do horrendous things. But then you see the other... You see like, well, they're still doing something I like. They're still doing something... That is uh, relating to that I that I find funny. For example, like Cosby is still funny. He's still a funny. Per- so that's what people wrestle with. They wrestle with these this complicated fact about like, well, I don't like this guy, so therefore he's he can't be funny if he's a bad person. Like he can't be funny if I don't like him. People even protested Louis C.K. a few years ago. Like that's the hill that they decided to die like they decided to make it their identity that they're like up in arms against louis ck it's like really that's it. you just you're just such a beta i don't know whenever i see that type of handiwork that type of behavior by a man it's usually a man that doesn't want to stop getting laid. They know that if there's if they go against women as like a whole, that they won't get laid, and they don't like that. So they, you know, that's all that that is. But they're usually so that's a sign of weakness. And women don't like weakness. That's the the ones the dumb ones are the only ones you're gonna appease. The ones that are like oh, if even if you are like looked at as evil. Even if you applaud, you know, Louis and as a joke, applaud bad things that happened, like, like whatever, even if you're perceived, I don't even, I don't know what I'm talking about. I guess what I'm talking about is it's how you actually are. It's how you actually behave. If you're actually abusive, that's something to write somebody off. I don't know. But even then they might be funny, you know, who's not funny and abusive here's a here's something to tie a bow let's tie a bow on this episode by giving a counter example we've given good examples of people that are uh, bad people and funny how about who are and i'm not even saying i don't even know if crystal is he a bad person i don't know but i'm not saying he is or isn't i'm saying he's funny that's how i define that guy but here's an example of somebody that should not be mentioned in the same... That's not funny and kind of a bad person. Is, uh, but not wholly, not only a bad... He's not only a bad person. He probably also has some redeeming qualities. Uh, is, um, uh, what's it? Steven Crowder. That guy is not funny and he's known... There's some evidence that he's quite a abusive person that he's very toxic and uh, com- uh, conducts himself in a way that causes people uh, torment like he's he does what's called emotional abuse 
That's like a new thing. They didn't really call it anything. It wasn't really a thing to like call something emotional abuse. You know, like it was either physical or nothing. There was no such thing as like verbal abuse. Like, okay, I don't like, like just the way that you're talking to me, the way that you treat me verbally, but not hit, but you don't hit me. That's uh, consider that's now we consider that abusive. Just talking to somebody the wrong way could be so. Anyway, but he yeah, so he's that he he does that. Uh, but it's not that's not the point. I really you know. I guess the only reason it matters is because because then what else does he have to redeem himself? Because it's not because he's not funny. Um. He's just good at like talking about pol- politics. He's just like he's kind of good at talking about politics, I guess. That's about it. But whoopee. But he's not that funny though. I don't know. It's just something I have to. I just, maybe he is. I don't know. I'm sure some people find him funny, but like then you, when you see him compared to a, a real comedian, like somebody that's like only good at comedy. They're not good at like talking about politics. They don't work out. You know, <laughs> like most people that are comedians, like real comedians, that's pretty much all they do. That's all they're good at. They found that they are pretty much losers at everything else. But that's not true. I mean, you know, they have a low self-esteem. That's definitely true. They don't think highly of themselves generally. They're not really that amazing at other things, but there's exceptions to that rule because they could be good at marketing. But that's not the ones I'm talking about, like Louis C.K. He's obviously good at comedy, but he's also good at like editing. You know, he knows about like video editing. He knows about like the nuances. I guess it's just because he's Jewish. I mean, I forgot about that. There's that ask that there's that exception to the rule with everything that Jews, Jewish people. If you have Jewish DNA, more specifically, I don't give a fuck about the religion. If you have Jewish DNA, you could be good at pretty much anything you put your heart to, except for running a marathon. You know, like running, like fighting somebody, but like anything that takes wit. Anything that takes creativity. Yeah, Jews are, they're the exception. But anyway, fuck that. Fuck Louis. He's the exception. Most comics, like that are real comics, that's pretty much all they're good at. So they might as well do what they're good at. And compared to them, Steven uh, Crowder doesn't hold a candle. Crystalia holds a big candle anyway holds a big candle he would he's too good though he was he's too big of a name to go on that show i was thinking of dave landau dave landau is who i was just talking about who's only from what i gather good all he does is he's a comic i don't want to diminish him by saying that's all he's good at but he's that's how he at least presents himself that's how He's just one person that I'm thinking of, but pretty much all of them. Like Mark Normand is a perfect example. 
He's obviously a genius comic. He's brilliant. He's knocked it out of the park. He's like a Mozart. Uh, He's a, a Picasso. He's a Picasso of comedy. You can't be better than him at comedy, but with other stuff, what does he know? He doesn't know shit about fill in the blank. He's not like well-rounded. I don't really know. I don't really think he is. I think he's kind of like, you know, I wouldn't count on him to like fix my car. I don't fucking know. I just know that he's good. He's just, he's not good at Bitcoin. I think that's where I got the, I heard that he lost money on Bitcoin. So that's where it's like, okay, even though he's really good at comedy, don't let that fool you into thinking that he's infallible to other skills in life, like Bitcoin. What is he... But, like, because that's a trick that sometimes happens. But no, it's not true. That, uh... I don't know if that... But it is true if they're Jewish. He's not Jewish. Ari Shafir is good at comedy. He's also probably pretty good at Bitcoin. If I asked, like, he probably doesn't have any Bitcoin. That's being good at Bitcoin. Mark Normand bought Bitcoin. That was the wrong move. He bought it at the like at the wrong time. I'm saying like Ari Shafir had better things to do than to learn about Bitcoin in 2012, whatever. So that's why he doesn't have any. And also, he's doing way better financially because of that fact, also as well, because he didn't get involved in jumping into the bandwagon and buying Bitcoin at the top. But anyway, I respect both of them as comedians and as individuals who live their... I don't fuck... I respect them as people. I don't care if they lose money on Bitcoin. If someone loses money on Bitcoin, I respect them even more. Because that's a human... If you lose... If you do... If you, if you were one of the people that actually made money on Bitcoin, yeah, that's something I guess that's interesting. But I don't like you. I don't want to... I don't, like, like you as a person just because of that fact. Like if you win the lottery on Bitcoin, you're gonna feel like a million bucks. You're gonna want to tell everybody, "Hey, I made a mil- I made a shitload on Bitcoin." And people's gonna be like, "Okay, f- screw you. I don't like you. What's that do for me that you made a bunch of money on Bitcoin?" Oh, okay. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna help. How's that help me? So you won the lottery, and that makes you feel good. So you're telling people that you won the lottery. Basically, that's what Bitcoin is. Because it's not like you. It's not like it was a great financial decision. It was pretty much you won the lottery. So don't don't brag. Don't tell me about it. Unless it's unless like something I could get in on, which it isn't. Bitcoin is over. Bitcoin, yeah. If you could go back in, if you could turn back time, yeah, everybody would be a billionaire if they could go back to any time in the past. Even one day in the past, you could buy a thousand contracts for options on pretty much any stock, any big traded stock. Like, we're going to buy a thousand contracts on uh, Tesla because I know it's going to go down tomorrow by just a couple cents and you could become a millionaire just by knowing if Tesla is going to go down by half a cent. But it has to be by tomorrow. So, that you know, you have to know a very specific piece of information. 
but it's not something that takes more than a day to know to become a millionaire. Bitcoin, we don't know if it's going to go up or down. Like, it's, uh, we don't know. Uh, I think it's good to have some money in Bitcoin, but to just buy it as if it's a lottery ticket, that's as dumb as buying a lottery ticket. It's the same thing as buying a lottery Not really. But it's like, if you're putting all your money in it, yeah, you're, that's like buying a, that's stupid. You're not going to put, it's not a get rich quick scheme. But if you are somebody that's not completely bad with money and actually isn't hopelessly, you know, desperate when it comes to money, and that's not what you're looking at it as, and you're looking at it as a long term thing, then yeah, it's probably good to have 5% in Bitcoin. And if I have to explain more of what that even means, then you're not qualified to buy Bitcoin. If you don't even know what I mean by that, by 5%, then you don't have enough money. How about that, to buy Bitcoin? And I know that sounds mean, but it's true. Because even if you did put all your money in Bitcoin and it went up to a million tomorrow, okay, now you're some guy with zero dollars that all of a sudden acquires, I don't know, 50, 100,000. To you, that's going to be life-changing in money and it will change your life for the worse. You're just going to spend it on drugs. It's going to go away very quickly. Not on drugs. You're going to spend it on whatever, rent. But it's going to go away and you're going to be like, wait, where did it go? Oh, I just looked at it as money, and I. So, what do you do with money? You spend it. Oh, that's. I guess I learned that I'm bad with money. So. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't recommend that just the rand, that just somebody off the street should buy Bitcoin. Even if it goes. Unless you're using it as a currency in a third world country, which some do, which is who I'm not talking to on an everyday. Because I don't run that type of company. I, I still do talk to those people pretty often. There's some people in this world that actually do rely on cryptocurrency for everyday things. I don't know how. I don't know how the hell they do that. But they do somehow actually rely on. I don't, I don't know. There's a few countries that actually use crypto for uh, as money, not just as like, oh, I hope I get rich. Oh man, would invest in Bitcoin? No, they don't invest. They actually use it, and then they go, okay, I've I have money. Now I'm gonna spend some of my money on uh, food. I guess they just look at it as currency. That's what it's called. It's cryptocurrency. It is not used as currency. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Uh, Bitcoin, not really used as currency. And that hasn't really hit like a... It hasn't become obvious to me until right now what people mean when they say that it's a store of value because uh, it ain't used as money. It's it's just like this speculative asset. So anyway, yeah, it's a boring place. We're not ending on a very interesting point here with the Bitcoin talk. Bitcoin, that's a good way to deflate any conversations by talking about Bitcoin. Yeah, because even if you do win big on it, the next, the reality of that is taxes. It's like, 
Okay, so how much money did you make on Bitcoin? Uh, 300K. So, okay, what did you do with it? Bought, uh, I bought Dogecoin. So, okay, what did Dogecoin do since you bought it? Oh, it went down 80%, so now I don't have anything. Now I have like 30K. Now I have 30K off the 300K they made with uh, Bitcoin. So, okay, well, you, you owe $100,000 in taxes. So cough up the money. So, well, I don't, I don't have that because I spent it on Dogecoin. And that went down. And so now I guess I'll sell the Dogecoin to offset the gains. It's like, yeah, but that was a year ago. No, that was a different, we're in a different tax year. So, gotta pay the taxes. So, it's pretty rough. Even if you do make a shitload of money on crypto, you gotta set aside the taxes. Because even if it's not in U.S. dollars, you still owe the taxes on the crypto gain. So you got to make sure it's in a crypto that's not going to lose. Va- so that's say hey, I, 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 money's not easy to stay to, to retain wealth is more impressive than earning wealth. In my opinion, you know. So anyway, it's been a fun. This is episode uh, 83 of 10 Fire Power Show. Hey, again,